have to go back! everyone welcome back to the flashback flicks retro movie podcast i'm ricky i'm grayson so we are reviewing spy kids and we are so excited if you have not gotten a chance to watch it it is currently on netflix um so go ahead yeah. take a watch uh i think uh, the first three spy kids uh, movies are on there and just have a jolly good time but we're yeah. only watching and reviewing the first one right so let's go back and remember this movie. So this is the movie that started off the whole franchise, uh, written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yes, mm, yeah. that Robert Rodriguez. That's right. Spy Kids is a grindhouse flick. It yeah. is. <laughs> um, and it launched the uh, trilogy uh, that lasted from 2001 to 2003, uh, focusing on Carmen and Junie Cortez, a brother-sister. Wait, wait, sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. They did all three movies in two years uh yeah uh, basically yeah okay, like basically okay. just years apart from each other all right the prosecution rests <laughs> uh yeah so it focuses on carmen and junie cortez a brother and sister team of pre-teen super spies whose adventures came to resemble spying less and less as the series went on uh and focus more and more on the graphics but Focusing solely on Spy Kids, Spy Kids is a 2001 American adventure comedy filmed by director Robert Rodriguez. Uh, and it follows the story of uh, Greg Gregorio Cortez, played by Antonio Banderas, and Ingrid Cortez, played by Carla Gugino. Or Ju- Gugino. Gugino. Uh, they are both spies from different countries. Imagine uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, before Mr. Mm. and Mrs. Smith. It's almost like... Mr. Mrs. Smith said, wait a second, we really just glossed over a really interesting story of two spies getting married. Um, Let's focus in on that. It's also Um, like Brad and Angelina were like, wouldn't it be fun to pretend that we have no kids? (laughs) Zero kids. (laughs) Of course, that's how they met, so it's kind of reverse, but yeah, you get it. They're watching Spy Kids and like, wait, I have an idea. Uh, (laughs) So basically... um, Antonio Banderas and Carla uh, Gugino are spies from different countries, but they fall in love and get married. And they retire as spies and had two children, uh, Carmen, played by Alexa Vega, and Junie, played by Daryl Sabara. So the movie starts more than a decade later with Gregorio investigating the disappearance of several spies. Gregorio and Ingrid accept the mission to rescue these spies, but they get captured. And it's up to their bickering children to rescue them and save the world from a legion of robotic children mm, mm. and and the movie did like crazy well for itself uh with a budget of 35 million dollars it went on to gross 147 million dollars in the box office wow. and based off of what i remember as a kid they probably did pretty well on the vhs side of things as well uh and the movie um like we said uh started a whole franchise uh including the sequels Spy Kids 2, colon, Island of Lost Dreams, Spy Kids 3D, colon, Game Over, which came out in 2003. Oh, so that uh, was, oh, wow. Well, they really did that well. Just man, went one, like, two, three. That, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You. <sighs> so I'm really waiting for 2021 for all of these movie franchises to start. And then yeah. just keep up with the paces. Uh, 
And then, I mean, seven, no, math, eight years later, um, they made a fourth installment of the Spy Kids movies with a um, now grown-up Carmen and Junie, mm. with also sorry jessica alba and joel McHale. it came out in 2011 completely off the radar for me because i just saw a trailer for it last year uh but this was called spy kids colon all the time in the world um and it focuses on a new pair of siblings but it we still get some cameo appearances um from alexa vega and dara sabara david sabara uh and now it is an animated series on Netflix, which uh, came out in 2018, called Spy Kids colon Mission Control. Uh, and it's a CGI TV series rebooting the franchise that does uh, star Carmen and Junie as the animated characters. And they just get to stay young forever because they're animated. Oh, that's great. And the franchise doesn't stop there. There are several video games. And it's one of the few movie series that actually spawned a rated R spinoff. That is right. Machete. Yeah. And Machete Kills. It's hard to ignore it. You know what? I, I saw it. Uh, like I saw him and then the name and I was like oh what a fun easter egg uh, maybe that's headcanon it can't even be headcanon it's no. just fact it's, it's straight up reality that we're living in is oh. yeah and, and I mean it's just what what a tremendous string of movies if I were to ever uh, make a Hollywood franchise like I'm following the playbook of mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez. That's the way you do it. I, I mean, it's similar to being like, hey, kids, you like X-Men? Yeah! <laughs> Here's Deadpool. And what? it's just like, oh, <laughs> what? This is not what I started as. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and this project was very near and dear to Robert Rodriguez. I mean, he was in the era of the early 90s of the guerrilla filmmakers, uh, him and Quentin Tarantino. They just made a bunch of really ambitious, low-budget, but guerrilla film-made movies that did really well. Um, and he actually, you know, once having kids, started making, you know, movies that focus more towards kids. He also produced the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie. Oh, yeah. Um, he also did, like, a bunch of other random kids films um, in that era in the early aughts uh, but this was near and dear to him like uh, so many of the mm-hmm. characters and the drawings and the inspirations were from his childhood the thumb thumbs are actually based on a drawing that robert rodriguez did as a kid oh. um, and he even edited the movie um in his garage but you know make no mistake robert rodriguez is a very wealthy man so his garage is a state-of-the-art editing studio um, <laughs> well and still, it's nice that he got recognition for this too i uh, this this movie got nominated uh for uh, several awards and won a few as well so it was nominated for best fantasy film for a, a saturn award um yeah. which is a, a very prestigious sci-fi uh film award and then yeah it's out of this uh, world he uh <laughs> Do you work for Saturn? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he won Outstanding Director in a Motion Picture for the Alma Awards, which is the American Latino Media Arts Award. And uh, they also got several nominations for the Almas in 2002. Um, uh, so he won 
Outstanding Director, but they also got nominated for Outstanding Motion Picture, Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture for Antonio Banderas, Outstanding Screenplay, Original or Adapted, for Robert Rodriguez, and then Outstanding Song in a Motion Picture Soundtrack, which I know, Ricky, you love soundtracks. Love them. Uh, yeah, this, this one went to Los Lobos. So, yes. um, it, it got a lot of attention, um, and uh, rightfully so. It's delightful. It's, it's just so much fun. And I love that um, uh, whenever we do these, and I always see that they have awards, there's this moment before I click on the link to where it's like, are they just going to be all Razzies? Like, are they going to hate on this thing <laughs> that I really enjoyed? Not- yeah. yeah. And more times than not, yeah, that happens, but not today no not today no, um, no not yeah. not when you got elfman on the on the tracks you got uh, the elfman oh yeah. that's all you had to say that's all oh. you had to say uh and and it, i mean this movie was such a fixture i i remember more than anything um as a kid the rehydrated mcdonald's scene okay uh, yes let's please let's talk about that i th- i think um you know, the, the main contribution that this movie has made to society is setting a benchmark for what we're working towards. Yes. Um, I mean, similar to Kennedy, we will go to the moon, this, that, mm-hmm. and the other thing, not because it's easy, because it's hard. I, I mean, that's what this is. That's what this whole movie is. So we we yeah. have to have rehydrated McDonald's. Well, here's the thing that I realized from this movie, because I, I did watch this movie a lot growing up, um, and one of the things I noticed specifically about this movie, in that mcdonald's rehydrating scene is Mm -hmm. that we want to get to a place where you can rehydrate cardboard and separate it yeah from the food inside of it that's true that's a good point in yeah because the mcdonald's logo needs to be prominently displayed and it was just it was perfect it's like those towels yeah well here's the thing i like we've been around rehydration concepts uh forever because of back to the future too right when they rehydrate the pizza you see it as a pizza and you're like yeah okay you see it with a full-on number one big mac combo meal and you're like the future could not get here fast enough right because the future is now the future is now the, the now that is 2001 oh man but yeah so this movie played a bit, pretty decent role in my childhood i know we i've talked before on the podcast about how badly i wanted to be a spy as a kid mm-hmm. and uh, spy kids was like oh oh okay well now it's just a matter of time uh yeah. before i start handing out my uh application to um you know any anyone who receives the transmission that uh, I am sending out constantly in my parents' attic. Yeah. Um, but See, what, the- what I discovered through these, like, I had a similar thing. You know, as a kid, what I discovered is I thought I wanted to be a spy. Not true. I think you wanted to be a spy. Uh, I think I wanted to be a private investigator because i always went the more like humphrey bogart dick tracy route and i was like spies um but what i'm learning through like harriet the spy and spy kids is that i i was totally off on the jargon yeah i think (laughs) what i'm gathering grayson is that you want to be a journalist you just want to experience things and take very detailed notes i wanted to be a journalist that you know got just the right amount in in trouble with the police chief in the area yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) he was like turn in your pad and pen or whatever yeah Um, Uh, yeah (laughs) your bed 
<laughs> yeah, I, I want to get chastised by uh, the authorities. Um, I, I really just wanted to wear a trench coat, I think is what it was. Really? And a fedora. Yeah. I yeah. mean, as a kid, that's all you want. That's, that's, that's all you want. So one, one thing that kind of um, I, I just have to mention because it bridges the gap between uh, Spy Kids and our relationship, Grayson. I remember one oh. time uh, I'm thinking of like this movie idea. I'm like, oh man, Grayson, okay, so I have this idea of a movie. It could just be a short. But basically, these these parents put their kids to bed. Oh, it's called bedtime or something like that. And, and the kids are like, oh, why do I have to go to bed? It's like, because your bedtime is good for you. And so the kids go to bed, mm-hmm. and but they stay up and they see that their parents are like secret agents. And all the parents in the neighborhood are all like, yeah. Uh, and they're all like fighting all these crimes and all this, that, the other. And, uh, and the kids just realize that their parents are way cooler than they thought. And then Grayson, without skipping a beat, says, you mean Spy Kids? And I said, dang it! I do mean Spy Kids. I I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't? Uh, oh, I'm man. sorry. Here's why I'm not sure how that happened, because I've never seen this movie until today. Really? Never seen a Spy Kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've never seen any of the Spy Kids well, movies. Well, that means that's because the, the kids are good at their job. They're doing their job, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the people that brought you Ninja Kids. Uh, yeah. You never see it coming. So uh-huh. I, uh, yeah, no, I've never seen it. I guess, uh, but similarly, like we were talking about, this was pervasive in the culture. Like it was oh, everywhere. Yeah. The marketing was on point for these movies. So I guess that's where I got it. But I am so sorry for <laughs> shooting your dreams down. No, I mean, it was Spy Kids uh, for yeah. all intents and purposes. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good thing, though, that I didn't see this movie till now because the Thumb Thumbs would have given me nightmares. 100%. I know myself, it would have been bad. Uh, I was watching it, and my wife walked into the room, and she said, what is that? So that was a Thumb Thumb. Uh, and then I was trying to make the, oh, they're all thumbs joke with her. She's like, no, I'm too busy being terrified. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, this movie, I mean, I, I know we kind of glossed over this, but, I mean, it has an all-star cast. I oh, mean, yeah. Robert Rodriguez called every favor in Hollywood. It really seemed like everyone who was a part of it really wanted to be a part of it. I mean, we have um, Alan Cumming as uh, Fegan Floop, uh, Tony Shalhoub, uh, <laughs> Monkamaniacs, buckle up, uh, as Alexander Minion, and Terry... Hatcher as uh, Miss Gradango, Cheech Marin, Robert Patrick, Danny Trejo, Mike Judge. I mean, just it. There's just so so many people in this, and that's barely even all the way. I, I'm I'm like four away from Seafull cast on IMDb. Like well, there's just so bizarre many stars. cameos too that yeah. I don't even know if they're listed on here, but. Oh yeah, George, George Clooney. Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney, which he's like, hey, if there's a all star cast team up, a bunch of people that just want to have fun, <laughs> I'm in. That is yeah. the Clooney way. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> I would love that. I just the picture, like, hey, so what if um, you and a bunch of other people got together and were like spies? Actually. Uh, Oh, like I, I want to save this for headcanon, but I feel like this is just how Ocean's Eleven was made. He got to be in this movie. He's like, I rather like that. <laughs> Let's do this again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spy Kids is such an interesting movie because 
especially looking at this movie with 2020 vision, um, which is what we need to be saying now uh, for every episode yeah. that we review this year, um, <laughs> is that the graphics surprisingly hold up. Oh, I should say a lot of the graphics really hold up surprisingly well in yeah. this movie. And, and the pacing yeah. of it is really, really fun. Like It feels like a kid made this movie like mm. and i feel like as a kid i was watching something that both equally belonged in a movie theater but also easily felt like it would have been something i saw on a disney channel original movie um like but it's but they, graphically consistent i think yeah, is the big thing yeah absolutely and um and i remember there just being um I, I think I might just be thinking about the sequels, but I remember there being more spy work with the kids. Um, I guess more in the upfront part of things, but I think the thing that I didn't really realize before is like the really solid story arcs that they tell, mm. uh, mm -hmm. especially with Junie. Like Junie discovering like how to talk to the um, the floop people, uh, and he said. Uh, thanks backwards uh, to talk to them. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, like I, I didn't catch any of this as a kid. Well, the I thing was that impressed me well, it was the um, the band aids that he wears for the warts. Yes. And he's like, I get warts because my hands get sweaty because I'm scared. And at the end, he takes them off because he's not scared anymore. I'm like, what is this next level <laughs> character development? <laughs> right? I yeah, I was very surprised. Yeah, yeah. or even. Um, Carmen's uh, character, and I'm sorry, Carmen Elizabeth Juanita Echo Sky Bravo Cortez, um, was, <laughs> I mean, her story arc of wanting to be a lone wolf and even her uh, saying to, I forget who she said the line to, it's just like, oh yeah, she's saying it to Machete. She's like, mm -hmm. uh, Machete says, Machete only looks out for Machete. And she looks at her brother, she says, but that's not what family's about. And I was just like, Oh my goodness! Like these, I, I think the I think overarching the thing that I'm trying to say is that uh, though this is a kids' film, um, I don't think it panders as much to kids as you would think a kids' film would. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that it, it it's fun, it's bright, it's very cartoonish, but at the same time, it it has some really sweet, earnest storytelling that you could find in any movie. Mm -hmm. uh, that has to do with kids going on an adventure by themselves and uh, and since this was your first time watching it i i should ask what would what did you expect the movie to be about versus what you actually experienced i thought so if i if someone just said the word or the title spy kids to me i'm like oh it's about two kids who are secretly spies and have to hide it from their parents oh where interesting. this was more the other way around that it was like a family business uh which i like so much better um i i think this is the way to go um and definitely has more longevity but i i think especially just the way we grew up on so many tropes it was always the kids are in charge and the parents are clueless dynamic and <laughs> Uh, just wasn't the case. It was about family communication. And uh, yeah, j just not what I expected. That's mainly what I thought it was, that they were kind of like recruited into this. Now I say it out loud, it's kind of weird. Recruited into this child labor espionage kind of deal. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like mm -hmm. maybe boss baby type situation. But uh, yeah, totally different. Totally different movie. Yeah. 
and and I even think that the movie just as a franchise grew into something that I did not think anyone really anticipated, especially with Robert Rodriguez. I mean, so Robert Rodriguez, for those of you who don't know, he's kind of like a like he's kind of like in the same vein of. Um, George Lucas in terms of notoriety like most of the things that he produces he does outside of the typical conventions of film like he produces it himself Um, he has his own studio I don't think he's even in um, any specific guild and he's also based in Austin Texas like he he does all of that stuff outside of the typical Hollywood system Uh, and I remember hearing um, rumors that like um just his general work ethic um, was something that really appealed to Antonio Banderas, who um, really only, after himself having kids, wanted to work on films that either his kids would like mm-hmm. um, or that wouldn't keep him away from spending time with his kids. Uh, and I think that that's why they work so well together is because, uh, you know, they have they work differently than the typical uh, Hollywood system. And I, I just think that that was really, really interesting um, to seeing it work out. Because I'm like, yeah, like kids would love this movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now we're going to go to the part of the show. Well, well, I don't, I don't know who's listening, Grayson. So I'm going to say <sighs> this the <laughs> best way I know how. We might be bugged, Grayson, but that's okay. I know the secret word, which is nonected. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Nonected. Nonected. <laughs> nonected is the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Oh, and if you can't unscramble that, uh, thank you for taking the time. Uh, so, my biggest piece of headcanon, besides, you know, uh, George Clooney being inspired by this to uh, be the frontrunner for Ocean's Eleven, uh, is that just this whole world of spy kids exists. <laughs> Full stop. That's kind of it. Um, and the <laughs> like all, all the actually no, I take that back. <laughs> it's real. It's a documentary. Um, but the my head is that Spy Kids actually is in the same universe as uh, Baby Geniuses. Oh yeah, Baby Geniuses. Baby had, Geniuses. Basically, yeah. the whole premise is that like babies can talk and like once they hit a certain age they forget everything beforehand but they're just like geniuses um and and i think it had a lot of similar through lines um more Mm -hmm. so just with gadgetry and all that right yeah yeah also like with i think the baby genius franchise ended up also having them all be superheroes um but speaking of, right. I'm also bringing this into the Air Buddies universe. It oh. all is in its own little, very weird, obscure cartoon bubble. Yeah, it's all like these children that are accelerated in some way. So that's like your Montessori universe that you got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> universe yes. has the dark universe. You got the Montessori it's universe. The Montessori yeah. universe. <laughs> Oh yeah, I that that's my biggest piece of headcanon, really. Nice, yeah, I like that. So I um I overdid it on the headcanon. It, it's it's too much. Honestly, I'm I'm surprised, Ricky, because I really thought 
that um, we were going to double dip. So I'm, I have a few quick head cannons, and then I'm going to camp out on one. It's Carmen, and she's a spy. So wouldn't she probably grow up to be Carmen San Diego? Oh, yeah. I was like Carmen. Oh, my yeah. Goodness, it's a Carmen San Diego origin story. It's an origin story. Yeah. I cannot believe my brain missed that. And after oh. her entire family is brutally assassinated, she goes on the run. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> It's like, oh, Carmen's Cortez no yeah. more. Uh, yeah, so that was one. The other one was that uh, the the first robot child, X52495, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be like there's some kind of robotics plus an element of cloning because of how exact the kids are. Right. But either way, that um, X52495 grows up to be T1000, uh, and he naturally ages to look exactly like his dad. Um, nice. But still a robot. Uh, and then I also toyed with the idea that the spies are actually in a branch of the Dharma Initiative from Lost, because I was like, they got secret layers. They got Hurley's dad. Oh, wow. uh, at one point, Antonio Banderas wow. picks up a stuffed polar bear, and I was like, oh, that's, that's classic. Classic Dharma Initiative Easter egg. Um, But that kind of led me to a similar idea, which was that this would solidly fit in the Lemony Snicket universe uh, for a series of unfortunate events. Because part of it's told in retrospect. It's Mm -hmm. similar in its comedic tone. um, And it has that aesthetic of kind of, you know, advanced, but also nostalgic. And you got parents in secret societies, children that are skilled beyond their years, lost relatives, actual physical photo albums, um, and a crazy amount of cameos. And so it, it would be within reason that these characters could cross paths with the Baudelaire's. And, I mean, even Floop's security camera is shaped like an eye, uh, which is one of the main icons of the series. Um, So that was like, oh, yeah, I could easily see this somehow connecting uh, that world. But, Ricky, that's all preamble. Throw it out the window. Oh, oh. Because what's actually... (laughs) That was a heavy headcanon. What's actually happening here is that this movie is what would have happened if Mike TV had won Willy Wonka's factory. Because Floop is the grown-up Mike TV. Oh. He has his own TV show. He has the ability (gasps) to alter human anatomy. He has the same flair for fashion as Wonka and a tendency to perform surreal musical numbers just like his predecessor. So Tony Shalhoub's character then... Shalhoub as Alexander Minion is actually Slugworth's son and he wears his father's glasses early in the film before he reveals himself and um, yeah my my theory then is that they had to create these robot kids after the Oompa Loompas died out and the uh, the Fuglies were likely this um, started as some kind of misguided attempt to bring them back from extinction which is sad It's it's sad. It's a sad reality, but it's it's a better future than Snowpiercer. So um, yeah, and well, and also look how many times they use long-lasting specialty gum to get out of situations. It, wow. it it's all in that same thing. And so I was like, yeah, we're watching what what could have happened to Mike TV. That 
is too good. I don't acknowledge that as headcanon, Grayson. That <laughs> is straight up canon canon. Just canon canon. That is amazing. It's it's too good. Yeah, that's really, really good. Wow. Well done. <laughs> well done. Thank you. But whether it was Charlie or Mike that took over the, the factor, I like the idea that Slugworth had this like this air as well that was kind of battling them that's the movie i want to see yeah yeah i want to see willy wonka 2 dark chocolate or whatever it is (laughs) real gritty oh man if you want to mock up that uh that amazing movie poster please send it to us on all of our social media we are at flashback flicks please and thank you and please include the tagline no one goes in no one comes out (laughs) oh man ah all right, now we're going to go to the part of the show where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? Uh, so I did a, a little bit of Googling, which the more I go into people's personal lives, it feels more like stalking, but it's research. So Alexa Vega has two children, um, according to Wikipedia, and... That is me dusting off my hands. <laughs> Job done. Uh, we do it. We Did do it. a remake with her. <laughs> Bring your and kids. And her two spy kids. <laughs> um, and, and they call it Spy Kids Family Values or Spy mm. Kid Family Reunion. And it's just, you know the same thing but different yeah for the remake i would love for them to do some kind of spy grandkids like what they did with ed helms vacation yeah oh yeah exactly that would be really great yeah i think that'd be a lot of fun i think it'd be fun yeah if they were to remake this one though i um uh my recasting uh i'll just go through the the actors uh i hope i'm not butchering the name here but Eugenio Derbez, who uh, was from How to Be a Latin Lover and Dora the Explorer, um, he's just a really great comedic actor, oh, yeah. and I think he would be he'd be great for the Antonio Banderas role. Um, and then um, Adrian Palicki from The Orville and Agents of Shield. Um, I, I've always felt that she had a very similar uh, you know performance vibe to Carla Gugino, so I think that would work out really well. And then for Floop. I, mean, I love Alan Cumming. He could still do it. But Michael Emerson could bring a really interesting, oh, <laughs> just yeah. super intense uh, side to it. Like, I never wanted this for anyone <laughs> uh, kind of vibe. Um, and then for Carmen, I had Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things uh, as yeah. Eleven. Oh, yeah. And then uh, for Junie, uh, I had Graham from Single Parents. Uh, just the, the character name just Graham uh, single parents um, or my brother when he was a kid because he had the same hair and to be honest a lot of the same personality um, it's nice. just like him yeah very nice so it's a very personal recast for me yeah <laughs> yeah when you mentioned Dora the Explorer you brought to mind Isabella Merced um, and you know she played Dora um, and so I just went down that IMDB and I feel like they could just take this movie and recast it as Spy Kids um, and you honestly just rename Dora the Explorer uh, Spy Kids colon um, Road Trip and you have 
a different movie. Uh, but Benicio del Toro, um, you have Michael mm. Pena, and I mean, I I just have mainly them. Uh, oh, and um, Eva Longoria. Uh, so mm-hmm. it could be Micah Pena, Eva Longoria, uh, but Eva Longoria as the uh, double agent. Oh, yeah. Keep the Desperate Housewives vibe going. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Desperate as House Spies. And- <laughs> <Yeah. gasps> what? <laughs> Circle of the Sea. <laughs> Circle of the Sea. <laughs> Uh, Benicio del Toro as uh, Antonio Banderas' character, and uh, Michael Pena as um, Uncle Machete. Uh, oh yeah, that, that's that's really great. Yeah, I, I just would love to see that. Um, and the rest, and so um, I, I do think the making an animated series on Netflix is today. I think that's mm-hmm. the proper remake for this series. Um, I also think that they could make it into those like Pixar shorts basically that, that mm. used to play before the Pixar films. Yeah. I think that they could just make a whole uh, series of like spy kids. And it's just like a five minute, almost silent film of just kids going through the different spy situations. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like spy kids operation homework. I don't know. It's, I wanted something wittier to pop into my brain. Uh, a curfew, good men. There it goes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta what, sneak out. <laughs> that's goes. what I want. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't handle the tooth fairy. That's what. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. You can't handle the tooth. I man. That Once upon spun a out time, so after bedtime. <laughs> yeah, so probably something with a cleaner, like the, take them to the cleaners. Kind of. Like, oh, okay. They gotta clean their room. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Hurt Locker, maybe? Is that a thing? I'm all over genre-wise. From desk till dawn? There you go. From desk till... Yeah. You got it. We're going to hold on that one. And we settle. Desk Uh, till dawn. Yeah. I I, I just think... I mean, the franchise is super fun, so I feel like it could exist in several different uh, iterations. I honestly think they could do uh, kind of what they did with the... uh, the soft Tomb Raider reboot, or I guess origin story. Oh, I take that back. I would honestly love to see if they basically did a version of Spy Kids where it's their parents, but they're turned into kids. So it's just, what if we bridge the little universe with Spy Kids? Yeah. Or even Freaky Friday, basically. It's just the parents have to go to school or 17 again. You know, the parents are now the kids and they have Mm -hmm. to live a day in their shoes and they're also spies. But they also still have to kill their target or something like that. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I really say. I want to see this be like a a Cold War thriller. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Uh, So all that to say, Robert Rodriguez, we are obviously big fans. Yes. Give us a call. Let us know when we can come over. Instead of Marathon Man, we're just going to do Marathon Kid. And (laughs) you're you're the guy for the job. Yeah. From desk till dawn. (laughs) Desk till dawn. (laughs) All right. Now we're going to go into our final segment where we like to give you reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the first 2001 movie, Spy Kids? I recommend Spy Kids because it's about family and it's about discovering your family. own unique abilities. Family. Um, and the real fun is, is that this is a world where anything can happen. And anything. it feels on brand. Uh, and I love it. It like the moment that SUV just 
went off the road and became a submarine. I was like, yeah, okay. I, I see what we're doing, and I love it. I'm, I'm along for the ride. So the action is exciting. It's fun. Like you said, it's got a good pace to it, um, but it's also accessible to kids. It's it's not overly violent, I think. But um, like right. when they just cut that boat in half with another boat, I was like, this is this is family fun. Um, but I think the the it's just so such a heartwarming movie um i it never really loses that core you know exactly what they're fighting for um it has kind of the the high stakes of you know if if they take over the world type thing but it really is about saving their parents um and having them be closer so i love the arcs everyone's got very personal stakes um even with the the villain um and and the redemption of of floop it's uh it's really touching and much more dynamic than i thought it would be um so i guess you know they did their job because like an actual spy there's more than meets the eye nice really made it difficult for me to say anything good though i mean what a (laughs) What a solid ending. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, this movie uh, has so much heart around it. Like, um, you know, Robert Rodriguez, when he made uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, uh, the depending who you are he you can either call this a disclaimer or something that i think is very sweet and endearing which he said that like his son wrote this movie um Hmm. and it's just this movie filled of things that don't (laughs) disclaimer just so everyone knows my son wrote this movie this is on him hey listen he did this is all him if you Um, like it it's me if you hate it 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 was him he wrote the movie it's, it's the kid blame the kid um but but it's it, it has that same kind of energy um, yeah. and, and that same kind of feel of like, okay, like if if kids could make their own action movie, what would it involve? And it would involve, um, you know, one of the people who they watch on TV kind of being a bad guy and making toys out of human beings. And it's just like, yeah, that's kind of that's on that tracks that's on par with what i would imagine uh that to be and i think that that's what it 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 was meant to be and it it's fun for like the whole family and i mean like the characters like i feel like everyone who was on set it felt like they were having the most fun uh Mm. not only just because they were making something probably for their own kids uh but something that they know like a kid would enjoy and i I really appreciate um, just the effort that was put towards this movie. Um, it didn't have to be as good as it was. Um, yeah. And they really put a lot of heart behind it. And that's why it spawned so many different uh, iterations of this, even like as early as just two years ago. Um, the Spy Kids legacy um, just lives on because... Um, they took on an impossible mission to make its way into our hearts. Yes! Oh wow! Yeah, did it? <sighs> did it? Yeah, I feel good about that. Oh, yeah, nice. 
from desk till dawn. Desk right. till and, and that is our review of the 2001 movie Spy Kids. Let us know what you remember about Spy Kids on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean a lot to us if you could head over to our dossier, also known as uh, the podcasting platform of choice, and give us a reading and review on a scale of one to five rehydrated McDonald's meals. Oh, man, I could really use five of those. Five of those is really great, especially if you're a spy, you have to be really hungry. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind.